Welcome to episode 168. It's too big for just one night. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I am Tommy two underscore zero. You can that's where you can find me on Twitter. You can find our podcast at Where to Turn Pod. Uh, you can find me at Glenn three underscore eleven. Is this podcast interrupting your eating? You can also find me eating popcorn throughout the podcast. That's that's not going to be annoying at all. You know, I mean, it's only the 168th episode that Tommy's led in and then gone to Glenn. So there's no way he could have predicted that he shouldn't have a mouthful of popcorn at that moment. Who would have ever thought? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Point Break underscore Dave. Yes, so we have we have a special guest. Wow, <laughs> I guess he just thinks he's part of the show now. <laughs> I just I couldn't couldn't wait, guys. I couldn't wait to jump into this WrestleMania podcast. Uh, just man, super okay. excited. Okay, so we're, we're, if we're talking we're talking wrestling. Muscle Matt's going to be a part of the show. We 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 we've established that, but but welcome. Yes, from the Swole Society. Where can you find your fine podcast these days? Oh, man. Well, there hasn't been a lot of episodes as of late. Turns out season two is starting real soon. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Swole Society Matt. And you can find the podcast at Swole Pod. That mm-hmm. is the Swole Society. Quick uh, tease for next episode. In these few weeks, we've taken off from recording, getting ready for season two. I have so many Jim Judge cases, including one where I will be representing myself because I am on trial. So get ready. We got a little bit of a backlog in the Jim Judge docket. Matt, I see you're enjoying a nice bourbon. That is correct, sir. Uh, A little whistle pig, a little rye. Would you guys be interested to know that I'm a member of a bourbon club? It's like a Balor club. It's not for everyone. That's think, the least surprising thing I've heard. We had our uh, we had our second meeting last night over Zoom, and uh, the first question was, "Who's Tommy Two Dot Zero?" That happened again. It happened twice, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've sampled some uh, sampled some double oaked and sherry casked bourbons. I'm learning my terminology. What what have you found that you like? It all tastes the same. <laughs> Other men. <laughs> it all tastes the same. Oh wow. The uh, the last one that we tried last night was a most of the bourbons we've been trying have been between 100 and 108 proof. This was a 90 proof sherry cask bourbon so it was very smooth and i was thinking to myself this is probably the best one i've ever had because i can actually sip it and not like have a visceral reaction where like every orifice of my body is about to explode and then all these guys in the bourbon club like oh terrible this is the worst one we've ever had and i was like i'll just keep my mouth shut here's your problem tommy is has been discussed on this podcast and the Swole Society, you are not a pre-workout person. See, when you drink pre-workout every day, then you become used to drinking something that makes your body feel like it's about to explode. 
Yeah. If, if you haven't had three Mojo Raleigh's before 7 a.m., yeah. you're missing out. Yeah, if you're not tempting organ failure on almost a daily basis, that's how you prep for the bourbon club. <laughs> oh, well, gentlemen, it's good for us all to be together. Uh, we've got a lot to cover tonight, so... Just to level set for those that may have drifted away, they are having WrestleMania this year. It was not canceled. <laughs> Although, after the last few Raws, some are saying that maybe it would have been a better idea just to cancel it, <laughs> which we will cover in great detail. The uh, The two-night event will take place at Raymond James Stadium, which is where we were all supposed to be attending it with 80,000 people last year. They are going to have a live crowd in attendance the uh, last figures I saw said there was less than a thousand tickets still remaining, so they will more than likely by this weekend have it sold out. Limited capacity, of course. Somehow the Texas Rangers got one over on Vince, which I'll never understand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by last count, there are a lot of matches. I believe seven each night. That is correct. So we will uh, we will go through those. We will discuss what we feel like should be the main event for each night, and um, generally give our feedback and look ahead as we did on our award-winning Royal Rumble episode, where we correctly predicted the winner. At least some of us did. Yeah, I did not. And also correctly predicted Ronda Rousey's return to the ring. <laughs> which which definitely occurred, and everybody's really excited about Rousey versus Lynch. I did read an article today, actually, that the uh, one of the new executives in WWE, or newer executives in WWE, was holding a press event and said that both Becky Lynch and Rousey will be back, quote, very soon. Well, did Rousey... And I apologize. I haven't kept up with her since she left the WWE. Did she end up having a kid? Because that was the rumor that she was leaving to have a kid. No, no, no kid. No. There was no kid. So we can't have Becky Lynch, Rousey, well, switch, switch babies match. Oh. A daycare match. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well... I will start going through the card, but gentlemen, feel free at any point to grab the wheel. Interested in your thoughts. We'll start we'll start with what is clearly going to be the main event of day one. It's a three or a six woman tag. Well, actually, sorry, an eight woman tag. Yes. We've got Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke versus the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina. So I guess that's not an eight-woman tag. That's a tag-team turmoil match. Excuse me. Yes. Get it right. Yes. Dead so we've go, got pal. four teams of two. So is this not an elimination match, and it's not a gauntlet match? It's just all four teams with two at a time? Yes. And there is a stipulation yeah. on this match, which is the winners of this match will go on to night two. To take on Shayna and... Naya. But I believe the structure is two teams start, and when one takes a fall, then another team replaces them. I don't think it's like a four corners match. That is correct. So have they, have they already drawn for who's who's first? I don't believe so. 
do they do they know what they're gonna do? <laughs> so like we made a poster and they're on it. So they I believe be whichever team has the daughter of someone who's murdered someone starts. Oh. So are usually the rules be... for these types of matches. That would be Natalia and Tamina. <laughs> And this will be the first time in the podcast that I will point out Bailey is not on the card either night. And mm. just let me run down this again. We've got Naomi and Lana, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, the Riot Squad, Natalia and Tamina. And you're telling me that we couldn't book sweet, sweet Bailey anywhere in here. Well, not only that, but look at these people in the match. And someone said, you know what's better than having all of them? on night one of WrestleMania as having two of them come back for <laughs> night two. <laughs> now, the exciting thing for me, Muscle Matt, is that if you do get Dana Brooke and Nia in the ring at the same time, there is no doubt somebody will have a vertebrae paralysis because of a, a, missed, a miscue in the ring. So that's exciting. <laughs> when is, is this the time? Is this going to be... The Riot Squad's moment. Man, I I hope. But I feel like... Um, I feel like we're headed towards Naomi and Lana advancing somehow. Yes, I'm, I am fully docked with you on this, Glenn. I feel like this has been set up well. Naomi and Lana move on. I would love to see the Riot Squad win. They're the only team... They're the only actual team on this. That's true. I would love to see Lana and Mandy Rose just form their own tag team because I'm way more interested (laughs) in that team than anyone else. What kind of team would that be? We could work out a a name for them. Yeah. Now, Uh, are you guys aware of the big announcement that the Peacock Network made today that has very big implications in this match? Gobbledygooker? (laughs) <laughs> it's a good guess no they have promised that by saturday they will have a working pause and fast forward button on wwe network Whoa. <laughs> i'm sure these eight women that have dedicated their lives to training and perfecting their craft uh, appreciate that guys. tommy they get finally get to wrestlemania they get on the card and that's that's what they got to deal with. Are you guys are you guys fully signed up for the cock? So you can stream <laughs> on Saturday? We are Let's actually Muscle play. Matt will be watching it together. We're going to have a little WrestleMania party at my house. Two oh. nights? Yeah. Oh, well, make sure you don't make sure you find my uh FaceTime or Skype information. I'll be available. All right. I signed up for the promo cock. <laughs> okay, me too. I'm on the 7-day cock right now. <laughs> Oh no, I'm on the three month cock. Oh, okay. Four ninety nine wow. for three months. How can you beat that? The Ibaka. <laughs> he said he can't beat the cock as well. Yeah. Speaking right. of three month cocks, there is a match that involves Omas <laughs> coming up. Today, so yes, there's months and months of peacock happening there. So did we give our picks for tag team turmoil or <laughs> you and I did? Well, actually we all did. I think we had two riot squads and two, uh, Naomi and Lana's. Am I correct? No, I'm, if I'm picking actual winners, I, I go Naomi and Lana too. 
All right, so it's a three-on-one turmoil yeah. against Russell Matt. Well, my my pick is actually Natalia and Tamina. I feel like I feel like one of them one of them gals has to go to night two. That's going to be a lot of beef in the ring between them two and Nia Jax. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that whoever wins this actually wins on night two, so we can so we can free Shayna from having to be a part of that tag team and. I don't know if they're ever really going to give her a big – well, she had a big, pretty big push last year, but once she lost at Mania, she's kind of yeah. – she's getting pinned by the likes of anybody. She's been yeah. pinned by, like, half the roster at this point. She's on the Mustafa Ali track of – Yeah. Boy, you want to talk about a coffin on roller skates, that guy's career. Because he – wasn't he supposed to get the Kofi spot? Yeah. He, he was – he, yeah. Yeah, he was one one bad injury concussion protocol away from. So instead of winning elimination chamber, go ahead, Glenn. I was gonna say it's two things in the same year. He was supposed to be in the Kofi spot. We don't know how well that would have gone over, and if they would have pushed it all the way to Mania. But then after that, he was supposed to win Money in the Bank, and then like last minute they said. Okay, wait, you're not going to win, but at the end, you're going to climb the ladder, and then somebody else is coming out. And nobody knew who it was, and it ended up being Lesnar. And then after all that, Young Pal, he starts Retribution, which was an enormous failure. And now now he's in there getting pinned by everybody. Like, it's ridiculous how poorly his last two years have gone. Well, maybe Slapjack will help <laughs> revitalize things. Okay, Raw Tag Team Championship, New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. And I believe this is the in-ring official debut of Omos. And I'm I'm excited for this. Hopefully he's a half a tick above Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> Here's all I want. I want... Because obviously Omos is, like you said, he's never competed. He's just kind of in the suit doing the bodyguard gimmick. I want him to come out and just just the Speedo. Just one time, Omos. Do it for us. Because I will be hog-watching the whole match. Wow. This we have oh, any pre- on the Peacock Network, people. Yes, that's right. Aptly named. Do we have predictions for this match? I, I'm going to say Styles and Omos go over, and they try to push. They try to push him. So I say new champions because I don't know what else you really want to do with the new day right now. It seems like, and I agree with you, Matt. It seems like if you really if they really feel like they have something in Omos this is a great chance to launch him on a run and their new days won and lost the title plenty so there's at this point they can't be hurt so yeah why not unless only- unless Omos is a statue in there and they know it and and there's nothing they could do with him and then that and in that case they've got to protect him some way the only question i have though is if they beat him for the titles, like then what do they do with him? Like there's not, I kind of think that it may be like a, they win and a DQ or something. So they don't get the titles and then they just keep their feud going. 
Because if they beat the New Day, then who does AJ and Amos feud with after that? Probably probably Nia Jax, I would guess. I don't know. It's probably Mustafa Ali and somebody. <laughs> I think AJ Styles jumps off of Amos's shoulders and with a phenomenal forearm and pins Xavier Woods. That's going to be Xavier, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I is think anybody, that's the way to go there, too. Is anybody taking the New Day in this match? Or are we all, are we all, are we, do we have alignment here? We have alignment, but I'm saying no title change. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. This one this one could be fun. For one reason at least. We've got Shane McMahon. Here comes the money against Braun Strowman Steel Cage match. The only reason we're doing this is so that Shane can jump off of something. Will he jump <laughs> or will he be thrown? That's the question. Yeah, that that's really the only bet. And will it be the pirate ship? <laughs> so here's my question about this match. And I haven't read anything along these lines, but here's... Because obviously there's no point in this match if Strowman just goes out there and squashes him, right? And believability-wise, Shane... You know, it's in a cage, just presumably Elias and uh, Glenn's favorite wrestler, Jackson (laughs) Riker, won't be interfering. So will someone debut? Will this be like when Vince fought Austin in the cage and Paul White, a.k.a. the Big Show, debuted in that match? Will Shane have somebody up his sleeves? Because that makes this match make a lot more sense. Who who would you put in that spot, though? That's the thing. I don't know. Like I don't know if there is some free agent or some signing or some new guy. Or I have no insight. They can't do they can't do Goldberg because you had Goldberg against Strowman last year. Hey, one yeah. more Hogan run, man. <laughs> now, ad- admittedly, I've been not watching the much of the product for about the last month. So you could do, I mean, I like that idea because I I'm thinking if this is your first time back with a live crowd. You got to do something to get a pop and maybe you don't have a free agent, but is this a time where you bring up a guy like a carrying cross from NXT or a Walter, even from NXT UK, and give, give him a spot in that moment. If Walter comes out, my, <laughs> Boy, I'm gonna have a premium subscription to the cock <laughs> immediately. The, pi- the pirate ship would just start <laughs> breaking loose from its moorings. Goodness. But, All right. I mean, so let's uh, let's let's summarize our our predictions here. I mean, they they have to if they're gonna unless they're just like getting rid of Strowman, they have to have him come out looking like a monster or the debut of someone. Right. Yeah, I think Strowman wins. I mean, we had something similar to this two years ago when it was Shane McMahon against The Miz, and The Miz threw him off of something, but then Shane, they were both unconscious, and he just happened to like lay his arm over where he could pin him. It yeah. falls count anywhere. So I don't think you're going to trick it up Again, so I think Strowman wins. Yeah, I'm going full boring here. I I think 
the only reason we're doing this is so Shane will do some crazy spot, but Strowman will win. The, or or he'll the spot will be him getting yeah tossed off of something. Right. I, I'm not predicting. I Three, love two, Muscle Matt's idea, <laughs> but I don't. I I just don't have any confidence in WWE to be this creative. Well, speaking of creativity, I mean, how much do we love the build for this match? Like four weeks ago, they're like, hey. What if Shane comes out and says he's stupid, and then that's why we have a cage match? Does that sound all right? We're going with that, guys. We're going with that. Matt, did you have a uh, a prediction that differed? Not really. And really, I, I picked Strowman. Obvious, he looks more intimidating. But then I just looked it up. Shane McMahon is 51 years old. Like, he really has no business being in the ring. And I get we're suspending some belief with this, but unless you're building towards some specific end where you either bring in a new guy, I think Strowman has to go over. I go with Dave's point from the very beginning. Shane looks good, though, for 51. But could this be the, his last his last thing? Like they're going to throw him off the top of the stadium, and then that's it. He loses, and he never never has a match again. Can't be on TV if I'm dead, pal. <laughs> hey, maybe this is the spot they they have the game come out because I mean we got to have a WrestleMania with Triple H. My only hope is since we're skipping this mania due to all the travel and last minute that Triple H decides to have one more next year when we're there in Dallas. In Dallas. Next match in the card. I'm excited. I think this could, this has the potential to be really good if they, this one if they is gonna let them work. This one's going to get Muscle Matt excited. As I know Muscle Matt, this one's going to fire him up. Duke the Dumpster Drose. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I'm excited about this match. I hate the swing, though. Let's get that out of wrestling. We don't need that. Other than that, I'm excited about this match. These are two guys that can really go, and if they give them, you know, the WrestleMania license to put on something spectacular and spend 15 or 20 minutes, this could be a great match. I am firmly in the Cesaro section. (laughs) It is his time for his WrestleMania moment. I agree. we got to give him 20 minutes. And, and I think he's got to go over, and I'm just calling it now. If he doesn't go over, um, well, the furniture in Dave's house is not safe. <laughs> so, and I agree. Like, I mean, I think Cesaro needs needs a chance. But what what do they do with Rollins, man? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I feel like everything points to Cesaro winning makes the most sense. And especially in front of the crowd and all that. But, uh, yeah, I feel like long-term they're going to push Rollins again at some point. And he's been the victim of bad booking for like two years now. <laughs> they got to turn around, turn that around sometime. So I think Rollins is going to win this. Wow. I think they've been building, building Cesaro up too much recently. I think they let him win this. I think they think Rollins is Teflon enough they can – work out later and get him back up to the top. So I, I predict, I hope I'm right. I predicted an exceptional match with Cesaro going over and I hope that they don't overemphasize the stupid swing too much. 
I hope they do, and I hope he swings them for 30 minutes. <laughs> Would that but, be like a really terrible match if it was just 30 minute swing? <laughs> <laughs> what if they did? Especially like, I guess they're gonna have a live crowd. But last year when they were doing a lot of the, you know, Hollywood type matches, if that's if it was just like a looped swing for 30 minutes. <laughs> be the best match ever. Well, I, I do believe this match will be match of the night, uh, particularly I mean, these two guys are good enough to do that. But when you look at the at the card for for night one, I don't think there's a ton um, that they would have to go up against to be match of the night. But, yeah, I I think Cesaro wins and I think it's easy to, for Rollins to save face because if for no other reason, they typically do a roster shakeup after Mania anyway. So he just redebuts on the, another brand and he's all good to go. Well, it's funny you should mention there's not a lot of competition for match of the night. Because we've got Bad Bunny (laughs) teaming with Damian Priest to take on The Miz and John Morrison. So I guess John Morrison's knee is okay again? Yeah, it's either his knee is okay or somebody sat down and said, do we really think Bad Bunny could carry a singles match or do we need to get him some help in there ASAP? Yeah. So, and I want specifically Glenn's opinion on this, because when Glenn and I were sitting ringside at NXT Dallas, we got a lot of Damian Priest and from a very small, intimate crowd. I didn't really get Damian Priest then, and I still Uh-oh. don't really get Damian Priest. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I think he's, I think he's okay. I don't think you can do a whole lot with him. Um, is he being pushed alongside Bad Bunny just because common commonality and language? Is that our biggest, biggest okay. reason here? Listen, we're a faith-based podcast. Angel Garza not available. <laughs> I just don't know why they couldn't bring the Mysterio family out for this, but you know, hey, whatever. Probably keep Bad Bunny away from that daughter. <laughs> Which, whatever happened to Murphy? <laughs> what? What did happen to Murphy? I don't believe he's on the card. He he must be. Maybe he's wrestling Bailey in like the access before uh... <laughs> the opening. The opening. The kickoff show should be Murphy, Aleister Black, and Bailey triple threat. <laughs> Yeah, they what if to find Aleister Black alive somewhere for that to happen? What if that's the big reveal? Like, you know, Braun Strowman's about to beat Shane, and then the canvas rips open, and Buddy Murphy pops out. And everyone's like, "Oh, <laughs> and wrestling has just gotten terrible lately. It's so bad." I think if the Aleister Black music kicked in though, and he raised up from the coffin thing, I think the crowd would be into that. I'd be into that. I think for Vince sure. just doesn't like him. I know one guy in Tennessee who'd be into that. Oh, yeah. I had no idea how big of a star Bad Bunny was. I mean, I'd never heard of him until that pay-per-view that he showed up at. Guy guy is getting a lot of mainstream publicity, and they say he's taking this very seriously. He's at the Performance Center every day working. So, I, you know, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I like it when a celebrity that gets involved and really commits, and it sounds like he is. Um, 
clearly they're going to win the match, right? I mean, do we even need to? Is this even up for debate? No, it's going to be it's going to be Damian Priest in there and Miz and Morrison, you know, bumping around for him. And then Bad Bunny will get one big spot, and Bad Bunny will probably get the the one two three. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll hit some kind of flying spot, and they'll take care of him, and we'll we'll get on to the next match. Did they uh? Did it take ten or fifteen seconds to wash the water paint off his Bugatti? <laughs> did you know that's a three million dollar car? Like I didn't know because they named like ten different amounts during Raw the other night. <laughs> no, it, like is, it is a legit three million dollar car. I swear, but, John Morrison said it was twelve million at some point. <laughs> I just remember an obviously different price range, but whenever uh, Vince McMahon had his prized, you know, limited edition show Corvette and. Stone Cold like actually filled it with concrete and all the windows burst out. You're like, that was awesome. They're running like finger paint across this Bugatti that's like falling off of it as they do it. And you're like, I'm not buying it. (laughs) Can you imagine what like WWE shareholders would have said if they destroyed a three million dollar car for a show that, you know, three people were watching and they would have said, man, (laughs) I don't know if I have full vote of confidence for leadership. So there's two more. Oh, we're ahead, all Bad Bunny. Yeah, is winning. I think. Yes. I think they're like a minus nine hundred favorite right now. <laughs> to yeah, win. if if the Miz hits the skull crushing finale and pins Bad Bunny, that would be. Yeah, that would definitely. You you cash that ticket. You're doing pretty well. Yeah. There's two matches left for night one. I would assume we would be choosing between these two for the main event. You've got the SmackDown Women's Championship, the WWE Championship. So the Women's Championship match, Sasha versus Bianca Belair, Royal Rumble winner, who I think we also pretty much all correctly predicted. Yes. Yeah, we all got that one. And then I will we'll cover that first, but the men's match will be Lashley champion against McIntyre. I would like to see the women's match be the main event. I think it will be. I feel like I'm the biggest Sasha Banks fan on this podcast. I think you guys criminally underrate her. <laughs> I didn't know we had rated her that much at oh, all. I'm, I've I've heard what you say about her off the air. Okay, that's yeah, unfair. I've and heard exactly it. what you talk how you talk about her off the air. Um, I I think she can go, and I we know Bianca can. I think they could. This could be a good match now. The women's triple threat from a couple years ago that they made as the first, you know, women's main event was such a big letdown. I think this could be a redeeming for the entire women's division and that they could have a really good match. I agree with you, Tommy, but I will throw this caveat in there. I'm tremendously worried that they are going to try to do way too much. Does anyone agree with that? Like they're just going to get out there and they're going to be so determined to have match of the year that they're it's they're going to overdo what they can do, if that makes sense. No, I, I think that's a that's a real concern. I'm hoping the fact that Sasha has been around for a long time will help slow that down. But it's certainly a concern, especially with somebody that's at least newer to the game and Bianca. But I have confidence in these two. I think they could pull this off. Give me Sasha in this. Really? And I think they're gonna 
I think they're going to string this out past Mania, maybe all the way till SummerSlam, and then Bianca will beat her eventually. Interesting. I, I I like that theory. Not this weekend. I see. I think Bianca will win. I think this will be her moment. Of course, I mean, man, I could see it going both ways. How about this though? If Bianca wins, do we get a Street Profits appearance in the celebration? Be the closest thing to the main event they'll get. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I really like everything Glenn said, but I was picking Bianca before we started recording, and I'm not changing it, but he's half convinced me that that, that makes a ton of sense to have Bianca chase Sasha around till SummerSlam. Because I kind of uh, think that is that is going to be the bigger show this year. It could be, if, especially if we all continue to do our job and get vaccinated. Right, and then they're going to pick a bigger, they pick a larger venue than they normally would for that. And who knows? Maybe it might take place within twenty or thirty miles of where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> it well, does. We go full capacity with the gilf. <laughs> Muscle Matt, what do you got? And what do, who do you have in this match? I think you guys are overthinking it just a touch. Um, I think Bianca Belair wins clean, and I think it's setting setting up perfectly. Again, this is the first time since we've had uh, live a live crowd, so it's it's a real pop, if you will. Um, I believe that if you put these girls on last, I think it's a guarantee Bianca goes over because now you're ending the night um, with a woman of color winning the championship and a live crowd, and it's a fantastic fantastic ending um honestly i believe if lashley goes over they'll main event interesting i i think drew wins that one tipping my hand on that one but i think uh bianca belair and sasha banks will go on last bianca will win and it's going to look great to close out the first live crowd wrestlemania moment here's this woman doing her thing and it'll be a good story and we're just going to gloss over the fact that Sasha Banks is also black for your narrative. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> because she also lost. In this. Well, but I, and I will say, though, there is a possibility for them to have a really good match. If you've seen any of the main events that Charlotte and Sasha did back in NXT, there we go. They, were, they were really good. But when they tried to main event one of the pay-per-views, I forget when it was, a couple of years back, it wasn't good. I felt the the women's main main event from whenever it was wasn't that good. To Dave's point, it was way overbooked what they were trying to do. If they keep it simple and just tell a good story, I think it can be good, real good. All right, last match of the day. Some debate if it's the main event. We've got Bobby Lashley as the champion against Drew McIntyre. I don't even think we need to ask Glenn who he's picking in this match. Well, no, but to Muscle Matt's point, if uh, I think if this is the main event, I, like 100% Drew is winning because that's that's how, that's how we're ending this. One, one or the other. We're ending with the, the face holding up the We're going to go home happy. End. Yeah. But if this, because I've heard some talk about, well, maybe they'll, they'll bookend it. Drew and Bobby Lashley will open the show, and then Sasha and Bianca will end it. If the first thing you hear is the sword and the bagpipes. Drew's not winning if it's the first match. If it's the last one, he's absolutely winning. 
But I'm picking him. I'm that's gonna be my pick no matter what. So me, I'm gonna pick. You go oh, ahead. Sorry, no. Please. I was gonna say I, I'm gonna pick McIntyre as well. I think they owe him a WrestleMania moment in front of a crowd, which should have been last year, but it wasn't. But two, since these are the the competitors in this match, two things. I don't like the kilt and sword, Drew McIntyre. I wish they hadn't done that. Get out. And I hate that they broke up the Hurt Business. I hate that a lot. That was one of the best things they had going. And they only ran it for like a month and a half, and then they got rid of it. They could still walk this back and do the old, hey, (laughs) it was all just a ruse to get get one over on McIntyre. It's all the genius of MVP. Yeah, they need to. They, I agree with you on that, Dave. They need to think it. I'm going with the theory that we covered in our last podcast from the Mighty Sharp. I don't think they can have McIntyre beat Lashley <laughs> in these in this political climate. I can play the clip again wanna, if we need to. Unless you want to get, you need to get one of those big screen TVs. So give me Lashley in this. Wow. All right. So can, can I throw one out there before we go to, to night two? Yeah. This this one, it's, it's supposed to be on the card, but I'm always interested in the Battle Royal. Except this year, there's no one in it worth a crap, except we could have, have y'all looked and seen who's actually in the Andre the Giant battle, Memorial Battle Royal? I have Drew not. Drew Gulak. There is, yes. That's and, about all I can name. And Murphy. And oh! Ricochet. Slapjack. Slapjack. We are going to have possibly Tamina and Snuka have two matches at WrestleMania, but we can't find a spot for Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, that's sad that he's in it. Or he's not in it. Is he in the well, Battle he, Royal? He's in the Battle Royal, okay. yeah. I'm looking at that list. Fall from, fall from grace, boy. So, yeah. Any... Y'all care one way or the other about that? I mean... I don't know. It, it, it started the push of Corbin. So, him winning that at Mania in Dallas, so... How'd that turn out? Yeah. Turns out he was wearing the 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 vest. <laughs> he was his host at TGI Fridays. All right. So night two. Night two. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus the winners of the whatever we're calling it, the quad match the night before. I think we've already kind of covered that. I I think. I'm going with the Glenn theory of whoever wins on night one wins on night two, and we can maybe uncouple Shayna and Nia. I'm, I'm good with that. I agree. I'll take the opposite. I don't think we're going to have every title change hands, and I think that's a, a good good one to, for them to remain champs. They need to, like Glenn said, free Shayna, let her get back to singles, queen of spades gimmick, let Nia Jax take a month off and come back and her finish is the bonsai drop. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> is Mr. Fuji still with us? Is he still hanging in there? 
No. Okay. Well, I, then I don't have any other ideas. <laughs> United States Championship match: Riddle versus Nashville Zone. Seamus. That's right. Yes. He's got that Nashville accent. My neighbor. <laughs> yes, my neighbor Seamus. You have seen Seamus out I in have, the wild. I have run into Seamus in the wild. Yes. He's I've big. A, I bet. I yes. Very impressive specimen. If you see him again, ask him if he wants to be in the Swole Society podcast. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he's looking to uh, boost his social media workout cred because he doesn't have a wildly successful YouTube channel right now. <laughs> he wants to get workout tips from you two. I'm sure that's the case. <laughs> I don't have a good feel for where they're going with this match other than the fact that Sheamus has been dominant. But I don't know what good it does them to have him beat Riddle or vice versa. I don't, I don't really have a feel for this match at all. I, I, I could see it going either way. I, I think Riddle goes over and and retains. And I don't know what, what they're gonna do with Sheamus after that, but that's my, uh, that's my prediction. If they did build Sheamus up only to make Riddle look stronger in a win, I can get behind that. And I'm a, I've been a fan of Riddle since the first time we saw him in NXT. So that's what I would like to see happen. So for for lack of a better guess, I will uh, I will also go with Riddle. Bro. <laughs> I think Riddle wins. I think it'll actually be a pretty good match. Um, that to me is a sleeper pick of match of the night on mat on night two. I'm picking Sheamus. Although I, I have enjoyed Matt Riddle's backstage work on the scooter <laughs> riding around and even one time with Oscar forgetting what he was supposed to say <laughs> and then riding off. I have enjoyed that as well. So before we get further down the uh, list, there was one at the very bottom that we didn't talk about, which is Robert Roode and Zigzag against the Street <laughs> Profits for the titles. Is that official? Is that a booked match, or is that uh, they're assuming that's going to happen? I think that's an assumption. We'll I probably think that's been announced. Okay. I thought that was announced for SmackDown, the, the go home before Mania. Uh, I thought it in the Battle Royal was, was announced. That might be Friday. Night oh, point five of WrestleMania. That's right. Well, needless to say, if Ziggler and Bobby Roode are in a match, I'm picking them. I don't care who they're fighting. They could be fighting the reincarnated Road Warriors. <laughs> Give me Zigzag and Bobby Roode always. Yeah. God rest their souls. Yes. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could be interesting. Now, Owens was the original person that been making noise about on the ship. So I don't know how he negotiated that with Shane or if they're going to do it both nights. <laughs> I yeah, think Owens, Owens jumps off the ship for sure. I like, uh, I like Sami Zayn's work a lot recently, especially with that. I mean, Owens has kind of been background up until the last few weeks. And I don't know what they're going to do with the, what's the YouTube guy's name? Logan Paul. Yeah, he's fitting in. I don't know what he's doing. They keep saying 
you know, Owens versus Zayn with Logan Paul there. <laughs> Keep in mind that the Paul brothers have, like, I think a wrestling background in their high school days and, like, train boxing and, and UFC or MMA. So if he had to get in there and uh, take a bump or uh, whatever he needed to do, I bet he knows how to do it. I like it. I'm going to pick KO as my selection in this match. He will somehow overcome the uh, fall from the ship to triumph in this match. Maybe, maybe with some help from the outside, like we talked about. Yeah. I'm going to say Zane. I think he gets the rub just because I think Owens would want to put him over um, being good. their buddies and all. But but I believe that Owens has the most memorable spot of WrestleMania. I'm, I'm going Sami Zayn as well. Didn't Owens won last year, right? Didn't he beat Rollins? Yes. He jumped off the WrestleMania sign or whatever, but he – okay. So similar thing, except for he ends up getting beat, but he gets the big spot. Okay, so this next match for the Intercontinental title, uh, this is pretty unique for WrestleMania. This is a match that's never happened before. Oh, yeah. First time ever, Big E and Apollo Crews are going to face each other. Just can't even imagine what it's going to be like with those two in the ring for the first time. <laughs> And if you don't know, I'm kidding. They've had this match on every Raw since the pandemic <laughs> well, started. In the last pay-per-view, which was a terrible... Well, they botched the ending. The, yes. the match, I don't know, it was that bad all the way through. But the, the ending was just terrible. Yeah. And, and is... Hold on. Is Apollo Crews now doing his regular voice? <laughs> or is he doing a fake voice? Because his name is certainly not Apollo Crews. And it is a name that I would believe is near Zamunda. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out which, which accent is fake. And I don't know. If he walks down the aisle like General Izzy, are you more <laughs> or less likely to cheer for him in the match? <laughs> I'm more likely to would be wearing Apollo Crews gear from head to toe. So this is, although we've seen these two in a match a hundred times, this is the first ever Nigerian drum match. Which means what? That's what I want to know. So like that video you sent us, I am not interested. (laughs) Do they, is it the first one? To cut the whiskers off a lion, or... <laughs> no, what I really want it to be, since no one knows what it is, I want them to be like, you know, after Owens and Zayn, they're like, and up next, you know, Biggie, Apollo Crews, Nigerian drum match, and then they cut to it, and they're just at the Boneyard, <laughs> like the setting of the Boneyard match, and they just do it there. <laughs> This is my pick for a cinematic match of Mania. It's this one right here. Yeah. I am i don't know. Like They threw in a stipulation to get everyone excited, and no one has any clue if they should be excited. Do we have a pick for this match? This has got to be Big E, I would think. I certainly hope so. I don't really know 
what to pick, but I'll, I'll take Big E. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I think it, nothing nothing else makes sense. So why why not? Yeah, why not let Big E win? So I I have a theory, and I'll I'll pick, but I'll go the dissenting view and go Apollo Cruz, just because that's an easy match. It's a gimmick match, so if Big E loses, he really didn't lose clean. That's true. And again, speaking of speaking of potential cinematic matches, the returning Bray Wyatt against Randy Orton. This could most certainly, I don't think they've said, but this could most certainly be a cinematic approach. I kind of hope not. I just want, I want to see the walkout. Even yeah. If the match is oh. boring and I, I, I want to see, oh, yeah, I want to see I'd the love intro. I to see the walkout. I once left my uh, nine-year-old son in a restroom with a bunch of strange men to see the fiend walk out. So <laughs> what? What do we think of Burned Fiend? I don't like Burned Fiend. I think it looks, I don't know, kind of neutral. I, I honestly hate it, but it didn't. When the first time I saw it, I wasn't like, oh wow, that's, that's amazing. What an amazing job they did. I honestly thought when he first reappeared, I thought that was going to be it. Like, I thought next time we saw him, it'd be back to normal Fiend. Like, they were going to do the burned-up gimmick, and then, you know, next week he would have the normal Fiend mask. And then when they stuck with it, I was like, I don't know. I didn't like it, and I still well, you know, don't. They dropped Burned Randy Orton after about five minutes because everybody <laughs> made so much fun of it. Burned victim Randy Orton. That lasted for all of uh, half of an episode, I think. Have, have you, you guys heard about the theory of the two Fiends? No. The one of them is Bo Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard this. I, I want to be enlightened. Tell me this. Tell me well, more. Well, I would say that, that Burned Up Fiend from his first appearance looks like he uh, he's he's given up the Lucky Charms and he's <laughs> eaten the Magic Spoon and he trimmed <laughs> off about 20 pounds compared to when the first Fiend was set on fire. Yeah. And he looks a couple inches shorter, too. Uh, I haven't noticed that, but I, I definitely noticed he was thinner. That was my first thought when he came up out of the ring and grabbed Randy Orton. I was like, look how skinny he is. <laughs> oh, and he's been burned. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great. Yeah, so this one is going to be interesting because it's the it's the first live crowd, and anything cinematic, you now have to think in terms of, of a live crowd where you have it before. So that's why I think there is a real possibility that the the magic or the trick, if you will, is the burn fiend is actually, is not him. And so the fiend ends up going over because Randy Orton is finally getting ready to dispose of, you know, burned fiend and I like real that shows. theory. Well the fiend's winning. I think this one that's pulls the other one back. Bad yes. Bunny, I think this is more likely than Bad, Bad Bunny winning, <laughs> that The Fiend wins. I don't think Randy Orton is going to die, as promised. But but wouldn't it be great, just though, a little bit, they do this whole thing, The Fiend comes out, takes him seven minutes like it's The Undertaker, and Orton just drops him with an RKO and pins him, and that's it. <laughs> what a waste. 
<laughs> all that build up, all that work, what a waste. Okay. Um this next one I'm real well, here's my here's my thought. If Glenn and I were ever gonna have to just decide to get the tape measures out <laughs> and we both wanted to make sure that we were as man as we could possibly be, put on Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. <laughs> That's gonna get that's gonna get you that's gonna get you a full indicative test right there. That's on the it's gonna be on the the Patreon Skype on Sunday night. Which this window is, do you want to watch? Is, but yeah, both of our fantasies happening at the same time here. This is the private browsing match. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I so like this I'm match excited been, for this. Has been thrown together for a championship no WrestleMania match, like just at the last minute, they're like, Hey, uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley. Why not? Let's go. Well, well it's because they had to get Charlotte out of the picture for her COVID or whatever's going on or her protest because her husband, boyfriend, whatever he is, got released. I don't know, but she's heard that out they, of the picture. Well, she had COVID, but also her, that they there there was some thinking that she might have been pregnant and they were holding holding her out until confirmation that that wasn't true and it just kept her out of the mania picture but i i think that it was going to be charlotte and oscar until she fell out and and charlotte was going to win and then it was going to be Rhea getting the rematch so i think they just said well charlotte's out so we'll just put ripley in there needless to say i'm picking ripley to win this yeah, I was gonna say by that that uh, standpoint, Rhea should win, and then she goes with Charlotte next year or SummerSlam or something. Right. I, don't I like think, it. I don't think Oscar has defended this title since it's like November or something like that. It's ridiculous. Well, didn't she have concussion issues too? She had her teeth kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? yeah. That can happen. Who was it? It was Baszler, right? The kicker yep. teeth. Stiff. That's according according to the way this this segment started. That's not going to be the only thing. <laughs> no, it won't about be this match. It won't be the only. It won't be the only. Yeah, it won't be the only thing. I'm going to go with uh, Ripley as well. I don't think she comes to WrestleMania and loses two years in a row. Well, that's going to be really funny when she taps out to the Oscar lock. I would love that. Well, that's what's going to happen. And I'm going to go even a step further and say Oscar comes out with extreme edge like her Japan personality. Hmm. There you go. I, I do believe, though, that this match will be better than Banks and Bel Air. Ooh. Interesting. That sounds like an interesting side bet. I don't know. I, mean, I agree with you on that. I mean, Ripley is a, and she is big. I don't know how tall she is, but man. she's around six foot. Say Glenn knows exactly how tall she is. He's already figured out the logistics. He's got a full schematic already built. Glenn has the whiteboard from the season one finale of Silicon Valley. <laughs> Got it figured out. Open, open invite to Rhea Ripley to administer a riptide <laughs> in this very house. At a time oh, of choosing. 
All right, so we've made it. We've made it to the end here. So I saw a very funny meme on Twitter. I'm sure you guys saw it too. But it's like the old Bible picture of Adam and Eve. And then like in it's like Adam and Eve in the garden. It's like a cartoon. And then it said, on the seventh day, God created Daniel Bryan and made it a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> And there's just a little picture of uh, of Glenn's doppelganger standing there. That's right. <laughs> so I, I have I'm a theory. I'm glad they did this, though. I'm glad they did this. I, I'm I'm very skeptical of Edge. And if it, to not bury what we're talking about, we're talking about the universal Universal Championship: Reigns versus Edge versus Brian. Yes, and here's here's my theory because it was you know in recent weeks that they. It was supposed to just be Reigns and Edge one on one for the title. Then they, you know, did this kind of over the last couple pay per views. Daniel Bryant kind of won, worked his way in for it to be a triple threat. And I'm not necessarily, I mean, three guys will probably have a great triple threat. But the reason I think they did it is I think they're trying to get the title off Reigns. And this is a way to do it without him taking a pin. I think they want him to chase a little bit. So here's my hope. Someone, if they go with that that theory, you know, either Edge or Bryant pins the other one, and Reigns, you know, doesn't take a take, doesn't take a fall, and then chases and eventually gets it back. Or I want Reigns to just destroy him where he stacks them on top of each other and pins both <laughs> of them. Which none of Head that has really happened. Like, I mean, he's had the title for however many months now and he hasn't been beaten, but who has he just squashed during this whole run? Like, he has tough matches and oh, there's somebody that interferes or there's something that happens that puts him over at the end. Yeah. You know, he hasn't lesnared anybody. So I don't think that's going to happen here. No, they've honestly like in this this kind of lead up well the the whatever the last man standing match where they had to handcuff and Heyman got involved and all that and then I don't remember if it was Edge or Bryant but one of them laid a pretty good beating on him. They haven't made him look super strong. It's just a character. It's just a it's just an attitude. It's not really complete domination in the ring. So I, I think I think the great thing about this is you could sit here and convince yourself that any of the three could reasonably win. And Absolutely. I think that's what it'll be fun to watch it. And you cannot imagine how happy I'll, I'll tell you this. I might be happier if Daniel Bryan won this than I would be if Drew McIntyre Re- reclaims the WWE championship. Wow. Wow. But he just wants more pictures to put on his Twitter account with the belt. That's what he wants. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I think Roman's going to, I think Roman's going to keep it. So a couple, a couple thoughts for me. One is edge won the Royal rumble entitles you to a shot at WrestleMania. I would be so mad if they made the match a triple threat. I'd be like, Hey, you know what? I'll just I'll just fight Lashley because I want to go one on one with somebody here. That's ridiculous. 
Right. Second thought is they've been saying that Daniel Bryan's winding down his in-ring career. It's pretty well known. He doesn't have much time left. To Glenn's point, that making the case, okay, are they going to give him one last short run with the title to thank him for all he's done for the company? Or does that mean he's just in the match to help add some perhaps intrigue or star power, but really we need to be looking at the other two for who's going to come out with the belt? I hope they don't put it on edge. I was excited when he returned, but I'm much more in favor of going with somebody that we know is going to be around for a while. My pick and hope is that Roman wins this and it's, it's done in some type of convincing fashion. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I haven't seen much lately, but I did catch the, the edge versus Uso match and was really disappointed in watching edge and truthfully i didn't think his match last year with orton was the greatest either and so i don't i'm not convinced i mean if he wins the belt then i think he's going to be a short-term champion for sure i think what's best overall we have a face winning the belt on night one let's have a heel winning convincingly on night two maybe we have a returning uso and we have a you know, a for sure Roman Empire now. You know, we've got both Usos and Roman Reigns. What what I would fantasy book would be you have Rome you have Reigns win convincingly, but then you build towards a SummerSlam main event with Reigns and now you have Big E freed up to maybe give him a run at a main event spot and even that's someone else to maybe feed to Reigns, all the while working towards another big, big face that's going to eventually topple reigns. I don't think edge or Brian needs to be that person. I, I think put him on a year long run and then bring in the rock next year. Yes, that would be amazing. So one quick thing, do we think to Glenn's point of maybe one last Daniel Bryan short run with the title? Cause he's still married to whichever one of the Bellas, right? <laughs> One of them, yeah. And <laughs> they're going. Hold on, no, stay with me. They're going okay. into the Hall of Fame. So big, big weekend for them. Big weekend for Daniel. Happy, happy. You get your one last run. You do that only if you're for sure doing another season of like the Bellas or whatever. And, and the Bellas. You, yeah, you're able to build that up for. You know, whenever six, seven months down the road, whenever that that show airs, so that could make sense from a programming standpoint. All right, guys. Well, that has taken us through night one and night two. I'm looking forward to it. I I definitely have some concerns about different parts of the card, but I I think they're going to do a good job. Hopefully, keep it moving. I still am a fan of the two. Night format Seedor show, which nobody has the stamina for. Not even Asuka and Rhea Ripley could give me that much stamina. Any closing thoughts from you guys before we uh, before we head off into the sunset here? I mean, overall, I'd say uh, there are a lot of matchups that I'm not super jazzed about. But the big ones, like I said before, I think the best thing about them is uh, it's not clear who's going to win really. I don't think in any of the top three or four, it could, it could go either way in any of them. Yeah. 
I, I'm not a big apologist for WWE. I call myself the Bret Hart of wrestling fans where I'm just critical of everything. But I feel like this card, uh, both nights, has the potential to be a really great WrestleMania because you don't know for sure what's going to happen. One good debut, and then if a couple of these matches are surprisingly above average for where I think they're going to be, it could be awesome just seeing fans in the stadium again. So I'm excited for it for that. Now, and you got to figure the people that are going to turn up for this are going to really enhance the environment. I don't think you're going to have people just doing this on a lark. You got to be pretty committed to WWE to fight through all the pain to to get here in attendance for this. I hope they add an awesome dynamic. And I'm I'm like you, uh, Muscle Man. I I. I like a lot of what I see on the card. I think there's a potential here for this to be really good. Hopefully the crowd dynamic and, and the, uh, and um, our woes with WWE booking don't interfere. Right. And I mean, we still, you know, we have the, uh, R truth Tucker Iron Man match on night one. So will we get a 24 seven run through? And I hope so. <laughs> At some point in time, who's going to beat, is it going to be like Tom Brady's just kind of walking through the corridor and he pins, tw- pins our truth. Right. So w- w- one more thing and I'll stop. I, what I'm looking at here is, so I read where Vince is kind of really wanting both nights to be under that three and a half hour sort of mark, you know? So we're not doing an eight hour thing like we did a couple of years ago. Uh, but so if, if we're looking at seven matches a night, then you're basically given 30 minutes per segment. And, and that means you have plenty of time. There shouldn't be any match that is rushed short. Uh, there's matches you might keep short, but there should be plenty of time to actually tell some, some pretty good stories here. That's what I'm, I think I'm most happy about when I look at this card. Should be good. It's been a long road, but we're we're finally here. Things have changed. Lana's not married to Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Lashley's now married to MVP. It's the changing world. 